Be Wealthy and Smart, Episode 31. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the way to create an immediate estate. What you're going to learn are the big gap you likely have in your financial plan, the most cost-effective way to wealth, and how to take good care of your loved ones. If you're like most financially successful people, you probably go to your financial planner or advisor, talk about your investments, college planning for your kids, your future retirement, but one thing is left out. What if something happens to you or your spouse and you or they die prematurely. It's not pretty to talk about, but it's necessary to talk about. And there's a lot of confusion about insurance. Yes, the dirty word insurance today. I'm not licensed and I can't sell you anything, so I'm actually the perfect person to have this conversation with. I have no ulterior motive just to be sure your family is taken care of. The biggest problem I see today is people are underinsured. What insurance does is create an immediate estate. When you don't have all the assets your family will need to take care of them, insurance can provide it in case of tragedy. It provides instant cash tax-free to the family. It can provide for your children's college, pay off your mortgage, provide retirement income for you and your family. It's the most cost-effective way to provide an immediate estate. In most cases, it can be pennies on the dollar, and you get a dramatic return. Of course, we hope that you never have to have it pay off. But in case you do, it can be super helpful. A lot of advice is thrown out there without really considering the options. And most financial experts that I hear today on television or read about in books... They're just talking about simple term insurance. And I get that. I understand their perspective. Their perspective is pay the least amount that you can for insurance. But is that really what they're telling you to do? I'm going to argue that it's not. And I'll show you why. So term insurance is simply straight insurance coverage. So the older you get, the more expensive it is. And it's very inexpensive when you're young. When you're in your 30s, you can, for a few hundred dollars, get hundreds of thousands of dollars of coverage. So when you're young and have a very low risk of dying, it can provide a lot of benefit for very little cost. But the problem is very few people actually die at age 35. Most people are older when they die. And the problem with term insurance is it's based straight on mortality tables, which means that as you get older, your coverage gets more expensive. And the reality is most people that have term insurance end up quitting the coverage before 
it ever could be used. So in other words, they give up paying the premiums and therefore they have no coverage when they die. So that's a difficult thing because it, be, it can become too expensive and people drop it just as they really need it. So also, as you get older, you know, a 55-year-old will have more health problems, of course, than most 35-year-olds. So the premiums can be more expensive, too, due to high blood pressure or if you've had a heart attack or things like that, any kinds of, you know, cancer that you've had, any kinds of medical conditions that you've had can cause the premiums to be more expensive. So if you wait to buy it, it can also get much more expensive if you're not in perfectly good health. But there is another choice, and it's called universal life or flex premium life. It's like term insurance with a savings account that earns current interest rates. So you can pay a level premium over your lifetime. That means effectively what you're doing is overpaying when you're younger so that you don't have to pay as much later and your coverage always remains the same level in most cases. I mean, there are, there are adjustments you can make. You can customize this in different ways. But in the basic plan that most people want, the coverage remains the same and their payments remain the same. And so effectively, you pay more when you're younger so that you don't have to pay as much when you're older. Therefore, you can keep the coverage in force longer and have a greater chance of having it pay out to your family because you'll still have coverage at death. So let me go through an example here. Let's take a 50-year-old male non-smoker, because that's another really important issue with insurance, whether you smoke or not. So if you're a non-smoker uh, who is looking to buy about $250,000 of life insurance, let's say, and let's say that this expert leads you to buy a 20-year term policy. And if you look at some of the best rates that are quoted, for perfect health, you know, no issues, that 50-year-old would pay $45 to $50 a month. Um, and then, you know, the average healthy person, let's say you weren't exactly perfectly healthy, the average person would probably pay between $75 to $90 a month. So let's say that you are a 50-year-old who takes a policy out with the average monthly cost of $80 for your coverage, for that $250,000 of coverage. And that would be from a good rate from a nice A-rated company. So what happens with that? Well, over the next 20 years, that 50-year-old man will pay about $19,200 until age 70 on their term premiums. But if they live one day over that 20-year term, if they live one day past age 70, they have no coverage at all. And all of that $19,200 is for nothing. So take this same 50-year-old and let's look at a universal life or flexible premium life for $250,000. It would run about $145 a month, which is about $65 a month more than the term policy. But at age 70, how do the plans compare? Well, over the first 20 years of the Universal Life Plan, the 50-year-old would have paid $34,800 in premiums, but also would have accrued about $19,000 in what's called cash value, which is similar to a savings account that could be withdrawn at age 70. So you could take out that $19,000, say goodbye to the policy, 
and the real cost over that time would be then $15,800 or about $3,400 less than the term policy. So I know I'm not taking into account time value of money here, but we're just doing a simple calculation to show you that really the cost without taking into the time value of money each year would be less than the term insurance policy. That's a really good deal because you can continue this policy and let's look at what happens if you do continue that policy. Let's say that you keep the policy until age 85. Well, by that time, you would have paid about $60,000 in premiums, but the death benefit to your family is $250,000 and it's tax-free. So you're getting your $60,000 back effectively and another $190,000 tax-free. That's a 416% return that's tax-free. So it's hard to just say, oh, term insurance is always the right way to go. I hope you're catching me on this. I know there's a lot of calculation and you're just listening and not looking at a piece of paper. Sometimes that's harder to follow along. But just understand that, A, the benefit could be you could actually keep it longer until you might actually need it. So you have a better chance of actually having the coverage and having it pay off for your family should you need it. And of course, if you died prior to age 70 or prior to age 85, you'd have coverage as well, and that would pay out to your family. So what I'm saying is that the financial cost is not really that different. Yes, you're paying more when you're younger, but if you only have a 2% chance of getting your life insurance paid to a beneficiary with a term policy, that's not a very good percentage of ever getting your money back or ever getting anything, any benefit to your family. So getting a policy that could actually stay in force until you're 70, 75, 85 could be a much, much better decision for your insurance dollars and just for creating an immediate estate for your family. So that's all I'm asking you to consider is really look at how beneficial this policy can be. I actually own one myself. I bought one when I was 27 and I love the fact that I've paid in more. I have a nice healthy balance in my cash value account. I'm earning a guaranteed 4% rate because back then that's what the guarantee was. And so it's been a great plan for me. I've overpaid, yes, in the early years, but I'll have coverage longer and I'll pay less in the later years. And my cash value is calculating and, and compounding at a nice interest rate so that I'm also going to be using the money from that account to be paying the insurance coverage. So it really, I think, turns out to be a very cost-effective decision. So I think there is a better alternative than just term insurance, and you need to consider that. So when we're talking about insurance, there's other types of coverage to think about too. If you're a business owner and you have a successful business, a buy-sell policy will provide cash to have the person who inherits the business buy out your heirs. Because when you die, your heirs, your spouse, or your family usually inherit the business. And they typically don't want it. They don't run it. They don't want to have anything to do with it. They would rather have the value of the business. So life insurance can be used to buy them out. They get the cash and your business partner buys the business. It's a real win-win. 
Another important insurance to talk about is disability coverage, especially for professionals like doctors and lawyers and high income earning professionals. It can cover your income doing to not be able to perform your own occupation. So if you were a dentist and weren't able to do dental work, but you were able to do some other things, you still could get a disability benefit even even though you're just not able to do your own occupation. So again, it depends on the definition of the disability policy. That's very, very important when you're looking at disability. How do they actually define it? Uh, You don't want a policy that you have to be completely disabled to not to be able to collect because then if you could, you know, do anything at all to earn some money, you would be technically not disabled. So that's not a good thing to um, not to have total disability, but to have disability of your own occupation is typically what's preferred. So I see a lot of need out there and some people are not getting good advice. So don't just run and buy term insurance because you read it in a book or someone told you to. Really look at your options and understand them. Find a good insurance agent by referral from a friend. That's usually the best way. Or ask the most successful person you know who their agent is. They will help you determine how much coverage is right for you and what type of coverage is right for you. Just be open to flexible premium life. I think it's a good way to go and a great alternative to these term insurance costs that may not be there and the coverage may not be there when you really need it. So what we talked about today is the big gap you likely have in your financial plan, the most cost-effective way to wealth, and how to take good care of your family at just pennies on the dollar. Your action step for today is review your own life insurance coverage. You may have no coverage at all. You may have some at work. And the downside to having it at work is it won't move with you if you leave that job. You may have mortgage insurance, which is usually a form of term insurance, and it's usually a fairly expensive way to go. So I would recommend that you get coverage on your life, not dependent on your job, not dependent on your mortgage, but on your life, so that no matter what what happens, you can, and your family, your beneficiaries, can decide where to pay that money. Do they pay off the mortgage or do they keep the mortgage? Do they use it for college funding? They have flexibility to choose what they might need it for. So this is one of the most important steps for your financial plan, so don't miss this one. This is a big deal and a topic that a lot of people don't like to talk about. And it's not that difficult. It can be boring at times. It can cause people's eyes to gloss over. But it is an important financial decision for you to have the right coverage. You don't want to be a family who's devastated due to an early, untimely death. That's just such a tragedy. So really look at this. Make sure you don't have this hole in your financial plan. And really consider whether you need to move forward doing something. Do you own books that you want to read, but for some reason haven't been able to open them up and read them? Me too. I had a pile of books on my shelves that I really wanted to read, but I couldn't open them. And I finally donated them to the library and decided to start listening to them on Audible because I wanted to learn the information. I just didn't want to read that big, thick book. And it was so much easier and saved me tons of time to actually listen to the book instead of reading it. You know what I mean, the classics that you've always wanted to read, those books that you'll get to someday, but you never do. So that's why I'm excited to share a time-saving tip with you. 
For listeners of the Be Wealthy and Smart podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to try out their service. Just like listening to podcasts to learn things, Audible is a great way to multitask and learn. I finally listened to books I had owned and never read. I learned so much and I got them checked off my to-do someday list. To download your Audible book today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash be wealthy and smart. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash be wealthy and smart for your free audiobook. They're great. So go check them out. And I'll also put it on the podcast page. And it's also on my resources page at bewealthyandsmart.com forward slash resources. So if you're eager to learn but not spend the time reading, I'm with you. Audible.com is the way to go. Hey, have you checked out the 21 Days to a Wealthy Mindset yet over at my website, Be Wealthy and Smart? It's a super system I've set up where you get a little email from me each day with maybe a short video, audio, or a little bit of text to change your mindset from lack to wealth. How you think is the foundation for everything else we're doing. So get started now removing your limiting beliefs. That's BeWealthyAndSmart.com. Until next time, live the good life and... Be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.